It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. Well, I don't know. Everyone has a podcast now. Well, not really. What is true is that, according to Nielsen statistics, 55% of the U.S. population, that's over 155 million people, have listened to a podcast, and 24% of the population, that's 68 million people, listen to podcasts weekly. And these numbers continue to trend upward. What's also true is that over 75% of all podcasts fade away after the first few episodes. It could be for a variety of reasons, lack of strong concept, poor production value, people not realizing how much time needs to be dedicated to it, or simply just not knowing how to get the word out about podcasts. That's where WeKnowPodcasting.com comes in. At WeKnowPodcasting.com, we have a combined 25 years of podcast experience, and we can help you achieve your podcasting goals. Whether you need help starting a new podcast or want to take your currently active podcast to the next level, we got you. From consultations to concept development, from theme music to editing, promotion, animation, graphics, you name it and we're here to help. Don't become another failed podcast statistic. Let us guide you and help your show become a success. Check out the website at WeKnowPodcasting.com and even if you're on the fence, don't hesitate to reach out. We're friendly guys, we're passionate about pods, and we're here to help. Gotta overdo it. I gotta outdo me. It has been musical month here on Christmas 365. Yeah, and smack dab in the middle of it, we gotta talk about one of my least favorite musicals of all time. Well, listen, we're not gonna talk about the whole musical. We're gonna analyze a song that I feel like has been up for debate on if it's actually a Christmas song for a really long time. Yeah. Before we get into that, though, we got a voicemail on our Instagram that we gotta address. We did. It's and it's one of the first times that I've ever been corrected in my life, but it also brought a tear to my eye in like a special way. So apologies to our listener. Juan came on and didn't know what the hell he was talking about. 
Yeah, no, we're in the clear. Uh, no, but for real, we got a we got a really lovely. It was three voice memos sent to us yeah. by a listener named Andy. I mean, we can play the we'll play the voicemails. It's about a two minute voicemail, but we'll play them here. Hi guys, I'm Andy. I'm pretty much a random guy for you, but I really enjoy your podcast, like Christmas three sixty five, and I just started listening to it a few days ago. And I just noticed one little thing in some episode. I believe it, it came out on January 4th. It, it was called December to December. So something about wrestling. You just said that you were decorating your Christmas tree with spider webs and spiders. And you told that you did this because Ukrainians do this. Like it's Ukrainian tradition. So like no hate towards y'all but just for you to know so we don't really do this actually so it's it's kind of a disinformation i'm i did a little research on this topic and i found out that there is some exhibition in chicago where like traditional christmas trees of uh, different countries are presented and there are spider webs on ukrainian christmas tree like we 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 never have done this before and we don't do this actually i have literally no idea where this came from but like j just for you to know no hate no like <laughs> disrespect or something to you both but it's just just for you to know so we don't do this it's it's kind of a disinformation i don't know who 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 does this but this is the thing but i really enjoy your podcast and i I listened to it while being at work, actually. I just got hired a few days ago and I just started listening to this podcast while being in office, I believe. English is not my native language, but uh, thank you for giving me Christmas vibes uh, throughout the summer and stuff. Good luck. So it was like, it was kind of, it was kind of cool. I mean, here was the thing. It wasn't cool to be corrected. I felt bad that we had been spreading. Yeah. But, I mean, even he did his research and was like, apparently this started from some shit in, in Chicago. So it's like, all right. Yeah, so, like so even if it was one of us, which it wasn't, it was Juan, even if it was <laughs> one of us, we don't have to feel so bad because somebody put this misinformation out there. And we never claimed to be the Christmas podcast with the most information, but we are the Christmas podcast with the most spirit, my friends. Oh, I was going to say the most cursing, but sure, <laughs> spirit. Cursing as well, but spirit <laughs> cursing, they go hand in hand. As much as it's awkward to be corrected on something that I had nothing to do with, I just, you know, making sure I'm spotless here. But to know that there are people that listen to our show and are just like, yo, I gotta, I gotta correct this, was like, the most heartwarming shit of the day. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Like you, you sent me the messages. It was so heartwarming, and and like I said earlier, not everybody wants to be corrected, but it was like one of those moments where I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like people are actually listening to us. So like, yeah. if you're listening to us right now, no matter where you are, know that we really, really appreciate it. It's it's crazy that in august we have people all over the world listening to two guys just you know celebrate their love for a holiday and and it warms my christmas heart even more like oh for sure i i mean andy i'm not saying that the podcast was going to go away but 
I'm yeah. saying that your message may have guaranteed it's going another year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like man. I'm sitting in a hot, sweaty ass loft. <laughs> talking about as, christmas time <laughs> as someone who has spent the night in that loft can confirm yeah like, hot and sweaty but like to know like <laughs> hey you know what us talking about this christmasy shit during the yeah. hot sweaty months isn't going unnoticed like that that really does mean a lot so let's talk about some christmasy shit and maybe c- debatably Possibly so so Christmas-y you had shit. you had already played your hand a little bit on this i am very yeah. lukewarm to the sound of music. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm all out on the sound of music. My dad absolutely loves it. He, he he'll watch it all the time, but I'm just it's long, and it comes on. What's it? Freeform now? ABC Probably, Family, yeah. Fox Family, whatever the hell they're calling it now. It comes on there, and they turn a two-hour musical into a four-hour musical because like that's. That's what you do when you show movies on TV. I gotta check, Dylan. I think it's actually a three-hour long. Is it really? Movie. I think oh it's even God. longer than you're imagining it is. God, and I had friends who were in it at our local theater, and God bless them. I love them all to death. But I'm sorry if if I never watch Sound of Music again, I will be a much more pleasant person and it's, it's just so boring like i appreciate the songs in it i love my favorite things certain versions of it i love like doe a deer a female deer like i love all that the music's amazing but the show itself I was pulling up the soundtrack just for that purpose because i'm like i know it's got that some I, bangers yeah i know there, that are, there are certified are bangers like. Yeah. On the Sound of Music soundtrack. All right, so Sound of Music, The Hills Arrive, whatever. How do you solve a problem like Maria? Fine. Yeah, my favorite things, good song. Do, re, mi, good song. I really like The Lonely Goat Herder. That's <laughs> like, a good song too, dude. Like, I'm a big fan of that. That's kind of where most of it ends, except for Edelweiss. Yeah. Uh, I guess So Long Farewell's fine, but like... So is is next week when we get the voice memo from somebody in Austria who's like, The Sound of Music is the greatest musical ever made. Well, I think they're going to more so complain about that accent, but um, (laughs) I'm sorry to any of our Austrian listeners that you just had to endure that with the sound of music and my favorite things. So there's a Philly musician named Brian Fritzy, and he is a multi-instrumentalist and he's one of those loop pedal musicians where he'll play like the drums, he'll beatbox, he'll play some bass, he'll play some guitar, he'll play some violin, and he'll loop it through a loop pedal and then create like songs live that way. Oh, very cool. But one Christmas, he put out a holiday EP, and it was like the Brian Fitzy 3 or something like that. And it was him playing violin, his buddy playing jazz guitar, and a drummer. And it was just like this, like, walking through coals at Christmas, easy listening yeah. instrumental music. And it was really, really good. But it has this eight-minute version of my favorite things on there. And that was the first time that I ever really, like, I don't know if that's a Christmas song. And then, like, from that moment, I constantly was hearing it pop up on Christmas shit and being like, I don't know if this is a Christmas song. And I think even when we did our Christmas live stream, this came up during, like, the Christmas song playlist discussion of, like, why does this count? (laughs) Like... 
It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. All right, so my favorite things is a Christmas song to me for the reason that a lot of weird things are Christmas things to me. Family Force 5 did a cover of it for their Christmas pageant EP, and I (laughs) love their version. I love Soul Glow. I'm so sure much. I'm sure it's good. We've talked about Soul, Soul Glow very often in the last <laughs> couple months. We do. We uh, need to have them on. So here's what Genius.com says about the song. My Favorite Things is one of the most popular pieces from the famous musical The Sound of Music. It is often sung as a Christmas song, though it doesn't mention the holiday, nor does the scene take place near winter. So the only <laughs> so. thing that I can, and I've not that I've done extensive research on it, but according to the Wikipedia page, and if you Google... How did My Favorite Things become a Christmas song? Apparently, like, the first time it was associated with Christmas is Julie Andrews sang it during the Gary Moore holiday special around 1961. So even before they filmed the movie, she apparently sang it for the holidays. But, I mean, the the song's about presents and and having some of your favorite things. And and I think you and I can definitely identify with Christmas-related items being our favorite things. Ooh, okay. So I'm taking a look at okay. uh, a few things on the wiki page. And the one that's jumping out at me that I definitely want to check out later is that Herb Albert did a version of this uh, with the Tijuana yeah. Brass Band. And I love me some Herb Albert. First of all, I just want to hear his entire Christmas <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely want to hear his version of a few of my favorite things. I might be pulling up that album <laughs> after like we're right done now, right after we're done recording and seeing if any of those songs are going to make it onto the Christmas playlist. So let's break it down verse by verse real quick. Okay. I love that our song breakdowns they they continue on this week. One week we covered Santa Claus is a fat bitch by the Insane Clown Posse. Mm-hmm. And this week we will be talking my favorite things made popular yeah. by Julie Andrews. Yeah, basically the exact same thing. It's totally fine. Yeah. So raindrops on roses, whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles, and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. So I'll give... The warm mittens, right? And the brown paper packages Packages. tied up with... Yeah, okay. Okay, Which is still so funny because this song was not even... Like, the song was written for a scene that doesn't even take place during the winter. Well, I think it's just, hey, this is the shit that I like. This is the shit that I like. It's 95 degrees in August. So Okay, so here we go. (laughs) Second verse. Cream-colored ponies and crisp apple strudels. Doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles. Wild geese that fly with the moon on their wings. These are a few of my favorite things. So I got a couple. So obviously sleigh bells. Sleigh bells. Christmas. Yeah. Who has doorbells is one of their favorite things in the world that they're keeping 
along with crisp apple strudel and schnitzel and like watching geese fly against the moon. And also, man, I love a doorbell. <laughs> like top 10 favorite things in the yeah. world. She yeah. was like, doorbells is on it. All right. So then we get to the third verse. And it's really just these three verses and then the chorus repeat it twice. So the third verse, girls in white dresses and blue satin sashes, snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes, silver white winters that melt into springs. These are a few of my favorite things. That's probably the most Christmassy, I would Definitely. say. And you can, you can, that, that creates a visual in your head even of winter slowly fading out and becoming spring. Yeah, this and, is a um, great like New Year's Eve maybe leading into like even like february you know like this is like january vibes, there we go i feel like we have a february song yeah and then the chorus obviously has really nothing to do with christmas when the dog bites when the bee stings or when i'm feeling sad i simply remember my favorite things and then i don't feel so bad a very pretty song it's got a very sweet message it's a high point of a very boring musical i'm not sold on it on a christmas song no, I'm, I'm not sold on it being a christmas song to me it is but that's because i associate that band with what i would listen to around that time i'm For not sure. actively choosing my favorite things to listen to around christmas time but sometimes that song will come on on my Christmas playlist, that version specifically. I have no other version of that song on there. And I'll be like, eh, I like this song. I'll, I'll leave it on. It's catchy. It is definitely a song that gets stuck in your head. But I will send you this Brian Fitzy cover because okay. I think for me, it is my favorite version of okay. my favorite things. Tell me you can't listen to this and just imagine yourself walking through a packed mall, <laughs> just looking at shit in the Coles or the JCPenney's as this is just like playing loud over the speakers, right? I still don't think that convinces me that it's a Christmas song, but that's definitely a good version of my favorite things. Oh, for sure. And and don't get the rest of that album. The version that they do of Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire is yeah. also strong competitor for my favorite version of that song because it's like, I've learned that as I've gotten older, I have turned into the old man who just wants to listen to like easy listening jazz music sometimes. Yeah, I mean, so, my like soundtrack for driving has increasingly become like lo-fi hip hop or, or like jazz arrangements of video game music yeah i need to be in a certain mood to go hard yeah i want to bring up something real quick that has nothing to do with christmas but bring it does it have up, something buddy. that's near near and dear to both of us yeah have you heard the newest mgk song paper cuts paper cuts no i have not i've seen it all over my facebook page and everything and so i saw that he put out a new song i saw like a brief snippet of it on tiktok and then I saw like a picture from the music video, like he's rocking like a black wig or something. Here's here's my problem with paper cuts. Okay, okay, hold on. What's your what is your opinion on the his entire album? I enjoyed the tickets to my downfall. Yeah, I thought tickets to my yeah. downfall was really good, and it's in the same vein that I put a band like AJR. 
Yeah. Um, where yeah, it's no, like, it's... this is harmless. This isn't amazing, but this is something that I enjoy. I will listen to this, and these songs will definitely get stuck in my head. So I'm going to nuke this song for you in just a couple seconds. Okay. But I saw someone else post this, and I read it, and I was like, come on now. And then I listened to the song and was like, oh, God, they're right. Is he's Uh like... He said, is anyone else bothered by the fact that MGK just blatantly ripped off Where Is My Mind by the Pixies and then a verse later just blatantly ripped off Green Day Brain Stew and gave no credit whatsoever? So so they're not even considered like samples? Like it's just... Yeah, like literally the song opens up with a guitar doing like the dun 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 and then when the music kicks in it's just him on the guitar doing dun 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 and I'm like dude at least acknowledge it like yeah no this is like a throwback to like different punk from like the music that inspired the music that I'm playing out like just no acknowledgement of it and I'm like dude come on like i appreciate that you're bringing back this sound of music that was so important yeah to my childhood the sound of music dude at least give proper credits like you can't just be like well travis is here so it's all good like, <laughs> like i got i have my own like issues i haven't heard the song yet so i'm not gonna super comment on that i'll listen to it as i'm soon as mixed on mgk as a person but, in general yeah but. i'm mixed on mgk as a person mgk genre switch became like the thing that every fucking solo artist is doing now like any like sing rapper out there is now trying to make a pop punk album and which honestly it does make sense yeah the song structure they're the same yeah these people who are making hip-hop are fans of blink 182 yeah and i feel like what mgk did i don't want to say that it's them chasing the clout Right. Yeah. I think it's more that like MGK was the first one to be like, fuck it. Let's just make a Blink-182 record. And then it was almost like a bunch of people were like, oh, I didn't realize that that was an option. I would much rather do that. Yeah. I think my think my biggest issues are when like Blink-182 and Green Day and New Found Glory, when all of that was like in its prime, these bands still sounded Different. Oh yeah, Green Day did not sound like Newfound Glory, exactly. and they did not sound like Blink, like, and they didn't sound like Sum Forty One. Like every one of them had a different, unique this sound. Right now is like that music sounds very similar. Dylan, I think we have absolutely covered as much as we possibly could on this topic. I think so too, so, dude. And and if you are a lover of my favorite things out there. I apologize. I don't have a lot to say about the song. I'm not a huge fan of the musical. I like a cover by a Christian crunkcore band. And, <laughs> and that's about all I have to say about it, man. Well, <laughs> in signing off, Dylan, you're one of my favorites. Oh, things. Matt, you're like my number one favorite thing, buddy. Merry Christmas, bud. Merry Christmas. Whoa. Oh, whoa. listening to the Geekscape Network.
It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 